This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we're live from CPAC. You're in the war room. We got so tired this morning of such a big show that we got some reinforcements. Welcome, Dr. Seb Gorka. Are we at the Gaylord Tennis Club? I'm trying to work out, what, what, what is this? And where's the four, it's supposed to be four pens. Have you been demoted? Where's the fourth pen, Bannon? Only three, only three. Secret code, only three. Are they, is he picking on Natalie? Yeah. We got Seb Gorka over here. Uh, she, she can look after herself. This woman is a single-handed anti-CCP juggernaut. Hold it, hang on, hang on. So Seb, as you know, Seb sleeps in the suit, right? Always got the suit with the red tie power. I'm always ready for battle. Always ready. Hold it, hold it. He gets some gig to do some big commercial, right? He's out in Portland, and I I watch the thing. I'm sitting there, and Seb has got the combat jacket on. He's got. It's like Steve Bannon. I was slumming it for a day. I was slumming it. (laughs) They had to upgrade you. I love it. Uh, Can we welcome Dr. Seb Gorka? Okay, I know it's late in the afternoon. It's right before happy hour, right? But we're going we're gonna to power through the Jane, uh, Zirko, you got some war room posse over there? Yes, I do. Can you please tell me your name and what brings you here today? Hi, I'm Jarrett Branch. I'm the Southeast Regional Manager of Blexit. And I'm here to hang out and commune with so many conservatives and show everyone that there's different faces of conservatives in America. There's guys with dreads, there's guys with tattoos, and we're here to show you that we love America just like everybody else. Amen. Tell us more Fantastic. about Blexit. Let's hear it. Oh, Blexit is a 501c3. We champion for school choice, entrepreneurship, um, criminal justice reform before they get to prison, and also um, American history, but not from a victim mentality. We're all about leaving the victim mindset behind. And Amen. one of our Amazing founders is speaking in about 25 minutes. So check out Candace Owens. Awesome. Amen. Can you please tell me your name and what brings you here today? Yes, thank you. I'm MJ Costello from Allegheny County, the swamp of Pennsylvania, and I have a group called Team Red USA. And hoorah, we are taking back the Republican. All right. Yeah. All right. And I work with Tony Shoup and Audit the Vote, as well as many other great patriots. And Steve Bannon and his posse are our mentors, and we want to say thank you. God bless you. We are on a roll, and we found two things that work, the Precinct Project and Sunlight on the Roaches. Those All right. Are our best. Action, hey, action, Jan- action, action. That, hey, Jane, hang on. We'll go to Ben Bergen. And Ben, here's what we're going to do. I want to introduce the guest, introduce the, uh, the member of the audience, and they get to ask the first question to Natalie Winters, and then the second question, Dr. Seb Gorka. Let's roll. All right. Well, that's new. Okay, here we go. Well, first off, I want to say where, who you are, where you're from, and then also, what brought you here? My name is Carol, and I'm from Ohio, and what brought me here is I wanted to learn more 
what else I can do to help save my country besides investigating the elections, even in Ohio. I love okay. that. Now, I do you have, I got, hold it, hold it. She's got to project into project. that. Project. Bit louder, yeah, please. Come on, baby. Bit louder. Come Election on. integrity. I think you're yelling after your kids. This is it. Now, now, question. Do you have a question for misinformation, a.k.a. Natalie Winters? What age did you actually get started? Wow. <laughs> That's Great a question. very good Great question. question. Uh, I she think just texted me. I feel. I told her happy birthday last week, and she said, "I feel so old." How are, how old are you, Natalie Winters? I just turned twenty-two. Twenty-two. That's 22. how old wow. old she is. Wow! Wow! Yes, I'm. Still Natalie's <laughs> been working for us since you were eighteen. I think so. The day I graduated high school, I took a flight out to Washington, D.C. to start interning for my old boss and a wonderful friend of the show, Raheem Kassam. And I certainly wouldn't be here if it weren't for him, but I've been fortunate to work with wonderful people like you guys. Fantastic. Uh, okay. Who, who's got one for Sal? <laughs> All right. Come over here. Come over here. My name's Marina Galley, and my question is, what do we do to stop the steal in 2024? Whoa. Hang on, hang on, hang on. He's a Salem radio broadcasting personality. Can you even answer that? (laughs) This is the guy. Let let me just be clear. If you don't listen to this guy's little show regularly, last time I was on as the child of a man who was tortured, arrested, given a life sentence by the communists, he called me a communist. So that's Steve Bannon. So this is somebody who, I don't know, I think we should arm wrestle and you can be the rest. Oh, no, it's no. Yeah, you are the DMZ. You are the DMZ. You're like a child between two arguing parents. So so let let me tell you what you can do. It's deadly serious. Everybody listening. And by the way, I don't know why I'm complimenting this difficult individual. Uh, my colleague, my associate producer, was picking up my credentials this morning, and he said the following. He texted me. I'm reading the text. Eric, you know who you are. The crowd outside Bannon's booth right now is as big as the crowd in the main room for Jim Jordan. What is? Are these like groupies? What is this? No, this is the War Room Posse right here. They're coming for a signal, not noise. The hobbits. The, the hobbits, hobbits of the Shire. The hobbits. All right. Here's the message to the Shire from Marina's question. What can you do to stop the steal? It's super easy. I'll tell you a story. Everybody likes a story. Uh, November, the day President Trump announced I was at Mar-a-Lago, okay? While I'm eating the toasted coconut shrimp, what is my wife doing? Who, by the way, detests politics because she's sane. She leaves the house at 3.45 a.m. I'm in Mar-a-Lago with the boss, and because of the security cameras on our house, I see her come back home at 10 p.m. From 4 a.m. to 10 p.m., what was my wife, who hates politics, doing? She was the chief election officer Amen. for our all district right, in all right. Virginia. And I guarantee you, with my wife in that district, no Democrats stole any votes. Get engaged. It's not about voting. It's not about writing a check. If you aren't politically engaged, you are helping the enemy. End of story. Amen. Jane, okay, Jane, the, your next one, your next person, your next interview, what question do they have for Natalie Winters? Do you have a question for Natalie Winters? Well, oh, who, who are they? Get, uh, introduce Rubin yourself. From, uh, New Hampshire, on behalf of American Promise. 
We are seeking an amendment to the U.S. Constitution to bring election integrity back to the system by allowing states to have the power to set limits on CCP money, out-of-state billionaire New York, California money, which is now invading all the swing elections in the United States of America. So if we want to connect local voters back with local politicians, you've got to put an amendment to the Constitution to give that power back to the states. All right. Federalism. All right. Show me your sign here. What does this sign say? This is the battleground money. The, the, the yellow is out-of-state money, possibly wow, CCP money, out-of-state money. The green is local CCP money. CCP money. Our, our local candidates don't have any link to their local politicians anymore. Federalism wow. is being killed. Wow. Amend the Constitution. Wow. Brother, what's your name? What's Jim the Rubens group? from New Hampshire. AmericanPromise.net. From New Hampshire? New Hampshire. Live free or die? Live free or die. <laughs> your question. Well, I think it's very interesting Thank to talk you. about election integrity. Um, you know, Mike Lindell today launched his election crime watch unit, crime bureau, crime bureau with a very similar logo to that with right the there. The warm logo. But the sad part is that it falls on people like us, like your wife, like the grassroots, to sort of serve as the election crime bureau because, unfortunately, the agency that's tasked with doing that, the cybersecurity uh, and infrastructure security agency, they're too busy censoring all of us. Their main purview is to get in contact with social media platforms like Twitter and Facebook to flag shows like War Room as, you know, far-right conspiracy shows. And Misinformation. That you put. And what's so interesting, too, on the topic of election integrity, you guys probably remember the Zuckerbucks, right, the Center for uh, Technology and Civil life, right? They've unfortunately rebranded since the 2020 yes. election into a new effort called the Ele uh, Alliance for Election Excellence. Uh, I know it sounds nice, so do a lot of these Chinese Communist Party communist, foreign influence communist. groups, right? The communist uh, playbook, but unfortunately that's not the case. Okay, let's, we'll get some more information about that. Jane, uh, it, they should introduce themselves, where they're from, and this question goes to Dr. Seb Gorka. Who has a question for Dr. Sebastian Gorka? Don't be shy. Come Tell on, stand up to the mic. Don't be shy. From. Hi, my name is Mark Chilson from Denver, Colorado. My question for Seb Gorka is: What's the number? What's the first thing you'll do when you're back in as National Security Advisor Whoa, in the Trump administration? Dude, dude. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> what's it going to be? Make sure President Trump fires any general that is associated with Mark Milley. Day oh, one. wow. Yeah. All right. Media matters. Suck on that. Hold it, hold it. That's a great question. What's the, you fire oh, and, on the and, and, and by the way, sorry, as I said on your show, arrest Mark Milley, shackle him with ankle shackles, and throw him in the brig for being a seditionist trader working for the CCP wow. and General Lee. And That's day. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. My question is, is that the afternoon, uh, the inauguration count as day one, or is that the next day? That, that is, as the president is swearing the oath at 12.01, we'll be arresting Mark Milley. Is there any, is there, hold it, Denver, is there any question to this audience that Dr. Sebastian Gorka should be the next national security advisor to President Trump? No question. No question whatsoever. Ben Burkwam, real quickly, where, who, the, who it is, where are they from, and they got a question of Natalie Winters. Well, actually, I have one for you. Okay. Hang on. Okay, tell, what's your name? Where are you from? My name is Mary Beth Albertini, and I'm from Rockville, Maryland. And my question is for Steve. If you were to write your autobiography today, what would you title it? Honey Badger. <laughs> Honey Badger, yeah, there you go. Vespers at Dawn. <laughs> 
good question, though. All right, and we got one for kind of the whole panel, but uh, Steve, Sebastian. Dennis Mayo from Humboldt County, California. We did rides for President Trump all during the 2020 election. How do you guys feel about our DOJ and our Attorney General turning the power on us everyday people? Coy Griffith was praying on the on okay. the on the, De the board. Deconstruct the administrative state. I don't know if you guys go to my Getter account, Senator Hawley today, keelhauled, keelhauled Garland for lying to him about the FBI and about the raid in Mar-a-Lago. Yes, so so I, yesterday I received very disturbing footage from Joseph McBride, who is the attorney for several J6 uh, detainees. Uh, I've used the video on my show. You need to see it. Newsmax, 7 p.m. on Sunday. These are J6 detainees inside federal prison every night at 9 p.m. Collectively, they say the Our Father, and then they sing the national anthem. Wow. You've got to see this video. It is heartbreaking. Why? Because it means... What I believed would never, ever happen in this country has happened. We have political prisoners oh. rotting Wait, in a on, prison hang on, hang less on, than five hang miles hang from here. Garland said yesterday, when they talked about a transgender male being in a female prison, everybody has to be treated with dignity in prison. So Garland told you that. You think Merrick Garland would lie? Garland is a meat puppet. He is a meat puppet. He is a coward. He is not the man running the DOJ. It's Lisa Monaco, and she is an ideologue. If you are a Republican, they're coming for you. I tell you Does that Does Garland now. have to be impeached? Jane, Jane Zirkle, next, next, uh, next, uh, next war room posse, and this question goes to Natalie Winters. Can you tell us your name and where you're from? Uh, John Rhodes. I'm from Arlington. I work with the Leadership Institute. And my question is, how do we take, how do we get rid of the climate change hoax and get our oil and gas back up? Well, that's definitely a question for Dave Walsh, who I know is somewhere in the audience. But I think we just need to understand and really educate the young people that climate change is just like COVID, is just like any of these social issues that the World Economic Forum globalists of the world are exploiting. Not because there's actually an issue there, um, but because it's all about power and control. And I think we just you talk, you about talk, this on you your talked show. about today when you were prep school and that, that that they were indoctrinating kids into the cult. I call it the cult of Gaia. It's a pagan religion of climate change. Is that what they were doing to, to, to form these kids? The formation was around climate change? Totally. They had climate change walkouts, and I am proud to say that I was the only person in my class who didn't walk out of class and stayed in the room. <laughs> That's why her teacher wanted to beat her up. <laughs> uh, ben Ben Burkwam. We get next question, and this one's for Seb Gorka. We got Seb right here. Come here, come here, sir. All right. Oh, after the oh, break. Oh, we're taking a break. Taking a break. Break. Taking a break. Who's your host, Stephen K. Ben? Okay, hold it. Who is this guy? Trump. 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 I've been listening to this all day, and I'll be the first Trump to ever complain about hearing Trump. Because I was trying to record, I'm saying, man, I like, I kind of like it, but 
They're loud. <laughs> get some okay, hold it. We're doing questions from the audience. Okay. Right now, Ben Burkwam, get to introduce where are they from, and the question goes to Don Jr. All right, all right. Sir. Okay. All right, Patrick Mulvey, Long Valley, New Jersey. My question from Mr. Trump, or Zeb, Dr. Gorka, if he wants to answer it, is uh, President Trump had 4,000 appointees, and normally presidents do that, but it's the next 4,000 that stab you in the back. Who's working on this issue now for the Trump okay, perfect, 47 perfect. Uh, candidacy? Okay, yeah. hold on. The question is, you get the 4,000 political question. appointees, but then you have the administrative state. You got another, like, a million. Yeah. Next 4,000. Don Jr., what's President Trump in his next term going to do about the administrative state? Listen, I, I think that's number one. You got to drain that part of the swamp. And that's what people didn't understand. And perhaps that was the one thing we had coming in from the outside. You assume, well, this person's sort of on our side. You don't realize that in politics, the capital is the favor you get later. So you'll snake your entire agenda to have someone owe you something later. And it's not just the guys that you put at the top, because if you could put the best guys in the world at the top, but down below when they're working against you and you have the Obama appointee and you say, ah, they're good enough, they're fine. No, no, no. They're doing what they can to snake in agenda. You saw it throughout. And again, that only works one way, right? Because the Democrats have done a great job of installing people at Big the time. top of every institution. The door kickers at the FBI are MAGA. I hear it every day from them. But the institution itself is corrupted because the leaders are totally gone. They're beyond repair. But again, if you're one of those guys that's the door kicker that yes. is for Trump, they, they whisper it because if someone hears it, that's their job. It's their livelihood. They're the ones that are being forced to arrest, you know, a practicing Catholic, someone who's pro-life at gunpoint, yeah, but not do anything yes. about for the guys they want to go praying, after. Praying the rosary. Yeah. Not, want, not being able to go after the guys that run through a Christmas parade or start the Summer of Love riots for, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just, yeah. Well, it was, I, Steve, I was told it was the Summer of Love. So as there were buildings burning in the background, right, as people right. were getting hit in the head with bricks. It Nothing was, to see here. It was wonderful. It was, it, was, it was peaceful. Everyone needs a pair of stolen Gucci sleds because that is equality. That's what we were told, at least. Steve? So hold on. What, what are you going to do at NSA? The, hold on. The, well, the, the, the group that sat there because of the interagency process and took a perfect phone call and got Donald J. Trump impeached over Ukraine and the corruption in Ukraine, what are you going to do as National Security Advisor so to clean let, that arrest? Let me up? tell you a little story that I, I've discussed from my first six weeks of the administration. So I'd go to the SCIF, I'd go to the National Security Council meetings in secure facilities. This is the top of policymaking in the most powerful nation in the world, with secure VTCs to the CIA, DIA, outstations in Kabul, you name it. And I watched for about two weeks as we'd sit there on the China policy or the ISIS policy, and nobody, for an hour, an hour and a half, nobody would mention the president's name. Wow. Or what the president wanted yeah, to exactly. do with regards to China or ISIS. So after three weeks, I decided, okay, I'm the guy with the funny accent. An hour into the meeting, I'd say, excuse me, do you know what the president said yesterday in Warsaw? Do you know what the president yeah. said about China? That's 
the deep state. My recommendation is the following. I said this originally. It never happened. You need 24 guys who are hard bastards. Yeah. I'll volunteer in teams of two who every week go from department to department. We talk to the cabinet head and we say, Mr. Director of the CIA, what have you done in the last five days for the president? And if we get the wrong answers, we tell the president and they are cow yeah, right. Hold it, hold it. That's what's got to let, let me ask Don Jr. We have a tough primary head. We got a brutal general election. Everybody in D.C., we snuck up on them in 16. Yep. They're all going to be lying in wait. Does the president, does President Trump, you think, have the energy and the focus to take on the administrative state? Because every day they're going to be trying to destroy him like they did in the first term. Don Jr. Listen, he's the only one that can do it. Right? He's the, no. All right. He's the... He's the only one that didn't need the job. He's the only one that was independently successful enough that he's not dependent on the big money donors on both sides, by the way, right? Because don't forget, like, the Republican donor class, the Republican side of, you know, big corporate, just as bad. They don't want to do what's right for the American people. They want to get the votes that way. And then, like... Well, we don't want to be too tough on China because we're getting our widget a little cheaper. We don't want to be too tough on the border because whatever reason. That's the difference. That's what we need. We don't need someone who win, whether it's you know, major conservative media, whether major conservative corporations call and says jump, they say how high. We want someone who is not beholden Amen. to them and only answers to the people. And Donald Trump's the only guy to do that, folks. It's 100 like, percent. That's obvious. 100 percent. Trump, Trump, Trump. Hold on. You just mentioned something. I'm going to start with you and then go to Seven and, 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 uh, and Natalie. It's obvious they are suppressing the coverage of President Trump by Fox News. Oh, 100%. Let's be brutal. Look at, look at President Trump changed history by going to East Palestine and forcing Norfolk Southern and the Biden administration from Buttigieg to Michael Regan, the, the EPA director, and virtually no coverage on Fox. What do we have to do to get Fox to start focused? That they got to have a level playing field. Fire Paul Ryan. No, no, but I'll, I'll tell you the story, right? You saw it. So Fox News put up something on their Instagram. Paul Ryan says he's not going to go to the RNC, even though it's in Wisconsin. And literally, it was like, no one gives a no, no one cares. And the comment said something. So I basically said that in a comment. My comment got 4,000 likes. Okay, in there that no one cares. And yet he's on the board. He's sending Rupert Murdoch messages. Those emails are coming back. He's trying to manipulate it. And not a single person in the Republican Party, at least not the MAGA Republican Party, which is what it's become, right. cares. So he is a thought leader of a party that doesn't exist anymore. He's the reason we don't have a wall. He's the reason we lose because they are not willing to fight the way the Democrats do. And if we go into this election pretending that we're in some sort of fair fight, not against a trillion dollar institution of big tech, a trillion dollars in mainstream media, and weaklings like and Paul they, Ryan who just want to be loved by the clowns across the river, they want to be invited to the cool person party, he's not tough enough to stand up to his liberal wife, whatever it may be. That's why we're losing, and it's because of people like him. We could have, you were there. Amen. We could have had the wall in 16. Yes. He wasn't willing to bring it to the floor. Then they blame Trump. It wasn't it. Trump, oh, it's it. his hold weekling. It. Hold, it. hold it. Billy Bush weekend for locker room banter. The first guy to throw candidate Trump under the bus that afternoon was Paul Ryan. Yeah. By the way, I'll say this for Steve, and I was in the room with you. Like, let's just say that was a long day. It was a long day, you know, but. 
you and me were the only people. Ryan Priebus came up to him. Well, you can withdraw or you can lose bed. You and I no, looked no, at No, no, not lose bed. The biggest loss yeah. in presidential history. Goes, you, you can just withdraw now. I go, you mean like two weeks before an election? No, again, I was nervous. That month, that was like a Saturday, I guess. Monday, I was back on the road. And, and when I knew it didn't matter, I think I was in like, I was in Bible Belt country. I think I was maybe in Indiana. And I gave a speech, and it was a little bit lackluster, not the usual Donald Trump Jr. high-energy speech. <laughs> and it was because, like, we'd been getting kicked in the, you know, all weekend. And I'm like, ah, man, maybe they're right. Maybe it's over. And a group of ladies came up to me, and they go, and I quote, Sugar, my girlfriends and I had a conversation seven times this week that was much worse than that. We get, no one cares. And that's when I was like, oh, it's game on. No one cares. But you and I were in that room. We were in my father's room at Trump Tower, sitting in the gold Trump Tower thing. And you and I were the only one like, what do you mean we're going to give up? Like, no, we're going to fight. Like, whatever. Maybe we lose. But we didn't get in this thing to not take it to the end. 100% metaphysical certitude you're going to win because nobody cares. They're losing their country. They don't care about locker room banter. Here's the great thing about Trump. I said locker room banter. He says he goes, Len, in a locker room talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our guys he, don't he banter. He changed it they, a little bit, yeah, made it his own. But yeah, that was they, yours. Yeah. I'll give you credit. They banter at Harvard yeah. and at Penn State, University of Pennsylvania. They, yeah. don't, they, they talk everywhere else. Seb. Yeah, can I, can I get the media matters guys and knickers in a twist? Yeah, yeah, big time. All right, so I'm going to give all the hobbits, the war room team, some ammunition. Do you think they, they're probably getting worried now, right? Okay. Uh, ammunition. If you think about the next two years, here's what you have to say about our nominee. When we have fathers of seven who are having their homes raided... Amen. Because they defended their 12-year-old son from a pro-abortion lunatic and the FBI sicked on them with 20 agents in full body armor and loaded M4s. I ask you this question. Which candidate do you think is going to fix that? That's all you and, need to know. Exactly. How about the guy who the same FBI used their hostage rescue team? Like the Navy SEALs of federal law enforcement, who usually deal with terrorists hijacking planes to serve as a search warrant. Right. Like uh, that, because that doesn't happen unless, unless you're trying to intimidate your political opponents, which of course they are. And we saw Merrick Garland yesterday. Uh, we don't know why that happened. Well, so you, you'll do that to a, a just a good Christian pro-lifer, but you won't do it to the tens of thousands of people that burned down buildings, that stole stuff in the name of social justice, all nonsense. Not an excuse to burn down a building. Not an excuse to murder. Not an excuse to do everything that they did, because it's a double standard, but, and we so, don't oh, have equal oh, justice oh, under Seb's the law. question is the most important question. Who has got the stamina, the stones, and the strength of character to take that on? Only one guy. But see, Donald J. See, Trump. See, see, By the way, who's the only Trump, guy that'll Trump. get us out of this damn World War III situation as well? Trump! Trump. Remember, Trump. the guy that was supposed to get us into World War III, according to all the geniuses in the media, the is the only guy that kept us out of it, and the only guy peace. trying to get us out of it now. The, the Ayatollahs in Tehran. The KGB in Moscow, the criminals in Beijing, the folks in Pakistan, Erdogan in Turkey, Mini-Me in North Korea. They not only respect Donald Trump, more importantly, wait for it, they fear Donald Trump. Here it. Is it Trump? Short commercial break. We'll be back. Seb Gork and Natalie Winters and Don Jr. in the war room.
host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, we're live at CPAC. We can't hear you. Okay, Jane Zirkel, give us another War Room Posse for Don Jr. Can you please tell me your name and where you're from? My name is Charles Hibbs from White River, South Dakota. We love Steve Bannon. We love the War Room. My question to all of you is, yes, the grassroots is where it happens. In South Dakota, we had it brought to the state capitol about letting the small precincts make their voices count. The big corporate, the big communities were going to shut them out. They had a vote at the Capitol, and it went for grassroots to stay in place. So we need to get out, inform the people that the only way we're going to be okay. able to make it. Okay. Who has a question we, for Don uh, Jr.? Hold it. We got it. We got it. Grassroots versus the corporate interest. Tell me where. Why is President Trump so important to the populist movement? Well, listen, I think we touched on it a little bit before because he doesn't need their money. Right? He doesn't need their money. you got other people that are running. They've never been anything other than a politician. They need that fuel. They have no choice but to take that phone call. If they want the flow of money to continue, they need to act on it. That's the difference. That's why you see a rebellion, frankly, from those big dollar places against Trump, because they don't have enough control. So that's what it's all about. And again, you saw the difference between Joe Biden going to Ukraine, spending your Billions upon billions upon billions, while Donald Trump went to East Palestine and actually forced our government to finally go and represent their people. Let me ask you about, hold it, the big money. Right now, there's a couple other candidates that are thinking there's a lot of big money you know, galvanized around them. If those candidates are not successful in the primary, they're going to flip just like a lot of them did in 16 and in 20 to back a Biden or to back some sort of Democrat, correct? Those, those, the, my point is those big donors are not, they hate MAGA. They hate Trump because of MAGA. So what, are you, what is, the, camp, what is the, the plan in the general campaign and what is the plan once, in the, once he wins to take on the oligarchs and the big corporate interests? Let the left be the left, okay? You are seeing what they're doing. They're not hiding it anymore. The hills to die on of the Democrat Party today it's honestly, it's demonic at this point, right? Whether it's the transgender issue, cutting parents out of their children's lives, allowing a three-year-old to make decisions when they permanent life-altering decisions when they couldn't buy a pack of cigarettes for another 15 years. It's absolute insanity. That pendulum has swung so far. They're saying the quiet parts out loud, and the American people are seeing it. It's why I'm on doing a podcast. Yeah. It's why we're, we have to get it out there because that's being covered up by media twice a week tech. twice Go a week don jr tell us about your yep. podcast how do they get to it yeah well I, i'm on rumble because it's actually a free speech yes. platform so go check out my channel there i'm going live after you guys are done here so we're not in competition i don't want to be in competition and, hold it, hold it. and, and we're not, and we're not going to be loud like we were this morning every yeah. like six hold it yeah. Yeah. Hold i it. got jim jordan tonight at 6 p.m eastern that'll be fun and we'll get to the bottom of the hold on hold on hold hold one thing on the money on, yeah. the, on the money yeah. issue another piece of ammunition for everybody who's a hobbit in the Shire, part of the war room posse. They have to destroy him. Why? It's very simple. The math, the Washington math, the swamp math is very simple. No one owns President big Trump. Time. Not big time. Not Big Pharma, big not time. the unions, not oil. No. That's why he has to be destroyed. That's why we have to support yeah. him. And to, that's a really good point, Seb, but to further that, by doing it to President Trump, right? You can cancel the most powerful man in the world. Anyone else who's like a Trump, yeah. meaning independently successful, has run a business, has signed the front of a paycheck, not just the back, isn't beholden 
why would they ever get in the game? Right. It's to disincentivize anyone from ever no. being Trump if you can again. Do, if you can they destroy don't want just Donald to get Trump. rid of Donald Trump. They want to get rid of anyone who might be like him in the future because for them why they want he, the power. Why did he, the guy's worth $7 billion, got a magnificent wife, a great family that loves him. He's buying golf courses to be in the open rota, maybe the U.S. Open, the PGA. It's oh, a lifetime great head, everything. Why did he decide that he needed to run for president of the United States. Because he sees it. Like, I mean, I think Chappelle did sort of the great skit when he was like, when I was like Trump, it's like, oh my God, it's real, was when at the debate talking about Hillary Clinton, she talked about taxes, like, yeah, I don't pay them because I'm smart. I use the tax code that people like you have been writing for years, and I do it. And the reason you're not going to do a damn thing about it is because all of your rich friends and donors do the exact same thing. So you won't change it. It's just right. a soundbite. Hold it, Seb, you're yeah. going to be National Security Advisor. The audience just tell John Jr. he wasn't here. What are your first acts on the first day on January 20th of 2025 when Trump goes in for the third term he won, but the second term he'll serve as National Security Advisor? What's your first action? Fire any general who was promoted by Mark Milley and put Mark Milley in chains just like Peter Navarro. 100 in By the way. Oh. Hey! Whoa! Uh, when I saw that, and I know you served, when I saw the commentary after the disastrous Afghan withdrawal, I mean, it was truly, you know, we talk about these things in hyperbole, but I felt ashamed what happened to our country. I want to learn about white rage, but not about, like, winning a war. Like, you know, uh, watching the Secretary of State, they're shocked and dismayed that the Taliban that the Taliban did not install a more, Steve, diverse right, and inclusive diverse, government. Right, I go, right. what? Well, like, you've been fighting them for 20 years. Like, you mean the Taliban that, like, threw gays off buildings and right. doused journalists with fuel? Right. You think the journalists would or have a problem Or shut down all the schools yeah. we built for shut girls? Shut down the schools, but no, no, no. They want to learn. They want, they're shocked and dismayed. I go, maybe you're dismayed, but if you're shocked, you're an imbecile and you're not a serious person. Why are you in these positions? Natalie, you've done more investigation on the Chinese Communist Party, on Wuhan Lab, and all of it. What would be your recommendation to President Trump day one when you're sitting here and have the FBI go, well, China's not helping us, so we can't find out about the coronavirus. What is your recommendation to President Trump to get serious, to clean this government out? What would you recommend? Well, real quick, just on Fox News, because they have an interesting tie to the Chinese Communist Party News Corp, which is, of course, the parent company. There's a little known fact that a few years ago, they actually took a nine-figure loan from, believe it or not, the Bank of China. That is the very same Bank of China that Hunter Biden was actually in business with. You, you, mean, you mean the billion dollars invested with a crackhead, which the Chinese don't generally do. <laughs> The greatest investment in history because it's paying off, let's call it, uh, bigly. <laughs> and, re and remember, you really can, I think, tell the quality of a man uh, by the people who oppose them, and that's particularly true in politics. And it shouldn't be lost on anyone that all of these big money types who are coming out against Trump, right? Ken Griffin announced in the same day that he wouldn't be supporting Donald Trump's 2024 run, that his business, Citadel, was also going to be expanding their operations in China. Hold, that's hold, all you need they, to know. It has hold. nothing to do with each other. <laughs> Hold it. Don't believe your lying it's eyes, folks. It's a conspiracy like theory like all the other ones that have been 100% right. 
The same day uh, Ken Griffin announced he made $16.2 billion last year is the same day he announced he's not going to back President Trump. And that's, and that's why the Ken Griffins of the world, the establishment, right? Just because you're Republican, you can still be a globalist. I think hang, you hang guys on, know that. A Republican well. who was the biggest bundler for Obama. Amen. Okay, Ken Obama. Believe hey, me, Ken ben, Griffin does not want the Chinese Communist Party to fall. <laughs> ben, Ben, one more question. Let's get a question for Don Jr. One, from the audience. One, one thing before that, I want to say, uh, if I had, if I got to answer a question for President Trump, I'd say declare the cartels, terrorist organizations, and go take them out, and then Amen. also prosecute the politicians hold in America. Hold on, hold on. Hang on, who are, hang on. I got Gorka here. That. Should Donald Trump do? Should he do paramilitary operations in Mexico, declare the, the cartels, international terrorist organizations, and use paramilitary efforts, if the Mexican government is with us or not, to literally physically destroy, like, like President Trump yeah. physically destroyed ISIS. Remember, ISIS yes. is going to be a generational fight. It took Donald Trump nine months yeah. to get rid of them. Well, by the way, he actually put out that very policy like a month ago. Now, because it would be so important and in favor of the American people, the news won't cover it because it takes someone with actual balls to do something like that. But he put out these policies, what he's going to do with the cartels, and he can handle it. And that is a scourge that's killing tens of thousands of children. It's the fentanyl crisis coming across that border. It's a human trafficking crisis, a child sex trafficking crisis. It never ends. And we could shut it down in two seconds. But the Democrats don't want to. Are you, is there any doubt in your mind that the fentanyl crisis of the second opium war from the Chinese Communist Party in business with their partners, oh, the Mexican cartels? It, it's 100 percent a Chinese psyop. And my, like, it has to be. They are destroying people. And it's a, it's a scourge that is killing Americans equally. I know people from every demographic. I hear the stories. Rich, middle, poor, everything in between, white. Black, Hispanic, it is killing our children, it is demoralizing our people, and our government politicians are doing nothing Seb, about it. As national security advisor, are you going to advise President Trump to take on the cartels paramilitarily? Well, let, let's give uh, Steve credit for perhaps the most important thing he did in the White House when we came up with the phrase, did I just say we, sorry, when Steve <laughs> came up with the phrase, the physical caliphate, we will destroy the physical caliphate of ISIS that Obama said we had to get used to. It took five months. We declare every cartel an enemy terrorist group to be destroyed. Okay, this is a story I've never told. None of those generals wanted to take the torch to the enemy on ISIS and physically destroy the caliphate. Donald Trump goes, we're not playing his favorite terms. No games. Well, so no I, games. I, I tell the story like I, I have buddies in the team, SEAL teams and stuff like that. I go, so what changed? They're like, they let us do what we do best. Like, it's not that they're not capable of it. And like the FBI, we have to separate the door kickers from leadership. The leadership is broken. The yes. leadership is corrupted. Yes. The leadership has become a bureaucracy. And I asked, like, I asked a smart guy, I knew, why is it that even the generals, after years, and why are they going woke? And the answer was, there's not an appetite in America for big war anymore. Their exit plan, the way they made money was getting on the board of Raytheon, Boeing, and selling missiles and whatever it is. But now that we're out of the endless wars, they got to get on a board like Disney. So they're peddling the woke BS yep. so that they can be like, well, we're the conservative on this thing. So this is what's happened Amen. to our military. It's so the door kickers told me, like, yeah, they let us do our job. 
I was like, it's that easy? And that's why it always was. Hey, you're going to fire Millie, and every every flag officer was Anyone there. Anyone associated with woke military has to be fired day one. But here's a story about the boss. Everybody always wants to ask the same question, what's he's, what he's really like. So I've had the honor to be associated with the door kickers in Bragg for years. And I get to talk to everybody as they're finishing the Q course, which you have to finish to get a Green Beret. And I was in the White House, and I said, guys, I'm in the White House now. Why don't the guys I get to lecture come to the EEOB, the Eisenhower Building, and maybe we can get you to meet the new boss? I told the front office, Mr. President, would you meet with these soon-to-be Green Berets? Fifteen minutes later, he said yes. We did the courtesy. Hang on, hang on. Gets better. We bring them over that from the. That wasn't e the end. No, we bring them over from the EEOB to the Roosevelt Room. It's supposed to be ten minutes of meet and greet. He blows through the schedule. With thirty yes. minutes in, he says. I'm not supposed to do this. Come with me. He takes all these four Green Berets into the Oval Office, so takes so individual yeah. photographs Amen. with them, and they're like, what? What? And then here's the kicker. We walk out of the West Wing an hour later. The staff has gone nuts because it's programmed. I mean, he had to meet with some president or prime minister. And we're standing. You'd rather be with those guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, Every my day. gosh. Every I day. mean, they loved him. He loved them. The cadre guy, the head of the training facility at Bragg, who's been doing it for 30 years, comes to me and says, Seb, whispers, you need to know something. This is big for the guys because for the last eight years, we weren't allowed into the building. Yeah. Under Obama. That's President Trump. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Hey, Rob Sig, can we blow the break? Can we blow the break? Yep. Oh, all right. CPAC straw, oh, straw, straw, straw poll. For President Trump. Okay. okay, hold it. Don Jr., what time is your broadcast? Right, I'm, I'm leaving in a couple seconds, but yeah. you brought up MXM News. because this yeah. is, To show you the battle we're in, remember when they say, well, if you don't like it, build your own. So we do. A partner at Taylor Butterwich, we, we built MXM News, which takes... The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, welcome back to CPAC Live. By the way, was Seb Gorka and Don Jr. great or what? Let's give it up. Okay, we have my two favorite people. We've got uh, Prince and we have Nicole from New Federal State of China. Anti-CCP. Take down the CCP. Take down the CCP. Down the CCP. Take down the CCP. Take down the CCP. Take down the CCP. Okay, Ben. So speaking of that, we have Mr. Ohana here from, tell me the network again. NBN Japan. NBN Japan came all the way over from Japan. I know we've got uh, folks from China coming, well, that have escaped China. But uh, talk to the, the importance of President Trump, not just for America, but for the world. Yeah, um, Dave, when President Trump was in power, the, the, all of Asia was free and it was peaceful. And they can't wait for him to come back and also to do an interview. He never did an interview with any Japanese media and he runs the largest uh, independent TV network in Japan. 
They received the Guinness Book of World Records last year for the long, second longest running wow. TV program in history. Ten years in Japan, wow. defying the media. The, they were all canceled. From how, do, how, do they get, how do they get a channel? How do they get how to the they network? Get to the how do they get there? Uh, op.ed.jp. Uh, Let's get that into the uh, ban uh, Captain Bannon Grace. All the way Let's from do it. Japan. Thank you, sir. Okay, I have Thank a question for Prince and a question for uh, Nicole. You've seen uh, the COVID-19, the Wuhan lab. You saw the FBI director, Natalie. You, you reported the FBI director, Namby Pamby. He says the Chinese Communist Party won't help get to the bottom of the Wuhan lab. What, what, what does that show the rest of the world about the United States? Softness. America is, is not supposed to be that weak. And America should be the leader of the free world. And you've you got to be tough on the CCP. You've got to be able to sanction the CCP and hold the CCP accountable. Otherwise, we will keep seeing the CCP spy balloon hovering over the United States of America. Is the America. CCP the legitimate government of the Chinese people and the nation of China, ma'am? No. Absolutely not. Nobody ever elected the CCP into power. It's a dictatorship. It never, ever represented the Chinese people. Are, are the Chinese people, Prince, like little children? Can they not... Are they the only nation on earth that doesn't vote for their leaders? Or is it because they're too ruly and chaotic and undisciplined that they can't, they can't, a 10,000 year old great civilization cannot manage their own affairs, sir? No, sir. The Chinese people, just like the new federal state of China, have shown you today again and over again. We are ready for democracy. We're capable of democracy. Yeah. God made the Chinese people free. God made every man free, and we will be free. Yeah. Hold it. The, Cong the congresswoman that's on this panel, there, there's a lot of questions from people in MAGA and the right about her affiliations with certain CCP front organizations, and her first thing is it's racist. Is it racist to go after, Nicole, is it racist to go after the Chinese Communist Party? I'm a Chinese American, I'm a woman, I'm a minority. I think taking down the CCP is not racist. And taking down CCP is not being xenophobic. Because the CCP does not represent the Chinese people. And the CCP wants you to conflate the two totally different concepts. The CCP does not represent the Chinese people. And in order to protect the Chinese people and fight the Asian hate, we need to take down the CCP. Amen. By the way, is the is Lao Beijing, because the Americans can't do it, is Lao Beijing prepared to take down the CCP if America has their back? Absolutely. absolutely. We ask America. There's absolutely no yeah. question. Yeah. The Chinese people have enjoyed 10,000 years of thriving civilization without the CCP. So, yes, without the communists, we'll only be better and stronger. Yes. Uh, Nicole. Nicole. How many Chinese babies and how many Chinese people have the Chinese Communist Party murdered since 1949? 400 million abortions took place in Communist China. That's the evil regime we're dealing with. That's yeah. why Finno is fatal, CCP is criminal, decouple or funeral. Yes, and all we ask is please defund the CCP and let the NFSC take down the CCP within about 100 days. You're, 100 hold, days. hold it. Yeah. If we defund, if we decouple from China, no banking, no equity, no cash, no technology. Lao Beijing can take down the CCP in 100 days? Yes, absolutely. You support that? <laughs> Do we have to go to a shooting war over Taiwan? No. 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 Our 
elites are in business with the CCP. Yeah. That's why the CCP is still in business. Real quickly, Jane Zirkel, from the audience, give them a name and what questions they have to ask Nicole and uh, Prince from the uh, new federal state. Questions. Okay, Jane, we can't hear you, girl. Okay, hold it. Let's go to Ben Burkwan. Ben, does that mic work? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I believe it does. Come up here, my man. All right. So talk to me. You're from San Antonio. Yes, sir. All right. Name? Yeah. Name Ernesto Georgian from San Antonio. Um, my statement is we need to take a playbook out of the left. We need to unite. So I'm here at CPAC promoting that unity. Every conservative has a message, and we need to come together and know we are together as a unit. Hold, does that go? Does hold that on, go? Hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> when I hear unity, I know what you're talking about. All of us conservatives come together. But when I hear unity, that's the Republican establishment wanting us to kowtow. Okay? <laughs> we don't want unity. We want victory. Right? Yes. We're not going to unify victory. with the we'll establishment. Ask. Victory or death. Right? We're going to take, take this country back, and then we're going to take down the Chinese Communist Party. Are you with me? Yes! Oh, it's too late. Okay, uh, one more question. Uh, tell us what you're doing. Where's your booth? I want everybody here to go. So tell us where you guys are. So, we're, go at booth 422 right here and 31 and 32 in the media section. We have booths everywhere in the, here as well as downstairs. And we're here to say one thing. Save America first, free China second. That's All it. Right. Yeah! Where are you, Nicole? How can people get to you? You can follow us on NFSC Speaks and follow Mr. Miles Guo on Getter. And uh, Steve K. Bannon is our proud co-founder of the NFSC. Thank you. Okay. Woo. Thank you, guys. Okay. Tomorrow at 10 a.m., be back here. I want to see all the Warren Posse. We're going to be asking questions, you guys. You're going to be asking questions to our guests. I want to thank everybody to, uh, for being here. Have, I'm going to hang around for about an hour, meet you guys, meet and greet, all that. Take down the CCP. 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 Tomorrow's tears.